Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 217, Module Self-Preservation. I thought this was kind of interesting. It's it's from, again, it's from a trade magazine, so this is written for technicians and shop owners, but it's not really te- too technical, so I think the average person should be able to hopefully gain, gain some information from it and a little bit of understanding of your car, so I thought it'd be a good one. Um, this is from a trade magazine called Underhood Service. Uh, there's no author shown, so I can't give credit to anybody who ever wrote it, so sorry about that, but... Uh, Anyway, a couple quick commercials as usual. If you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's Motor Works. So give that one a shot as well if you want to check that out. So, all righty, well, here we go. Uh, module self preservation. How do modules prevent internal damage? With even the most basic vehicles having more than 10 modules connected to hundreds of circuits, there is always a possibility that wires can get crossed. Engineers want to prevent damage to wiring, circuit boards, and sensors if something goes wrong that causes a short or open. To avoid damage and possible fires, engineers have devised two strategies that can be called the immune system for the electrical system. Fuses. The most basic protection is the fuse. A fuse is an electrical safety device that provides overcurrent protection of an electrical circuit. Inside a fuse is a strip of metal that melts when too much current flows through it. The melted metal stops flow of current and it creates an open circuit. All fuses are sacrificial components. Overcurrent situations can, can occur if there is too much resistance in the circuit or the power is shorted to ground or even power. Unfortunately, fuses take time to melt and interrupt the circuit. Some fuses can take up to a second to melt during an overcurrent situation. Lower amperage fuses can take less time to melt to interrupt the circuit, while larger amperage circuits will take longer. Depending on the circuit and what fuse is protecting will determine the rating of the fuse. Fuses work great at protecting circuits like electric motors, lighting, and AC compressor clutches. But for more delicate circuits, by the time the fuse is melted, damage can be done to transistors, resistors, and capacitors. Biased voltage. As vehicles have become more advanced, circuits and sensors have become more sensitive. So, how do engineers protect more sensitive circuits that could be damaged by an overcurrent situation? They test the circuit before an overcurrent condition occurs. This is done with biased voltage checks. Biased voltage checks a circuit before it is active. The module sends out a voltage of a known value into a circuit. This voltage can range from 2 volts to full battery voltage. It is applied only for less than a millisecond. Since most circuits have a load with a known resistance, the voltage should drop to a known value. If the voltage does not drop or the circuit has a short or open, the module will deactivate the circuit to preserve the electronic components inside the module or sensor. The The check takes less time than waiting for a fuse to melt. The module will then set a code for open, short, or low voltage. The biased voltage can cause problems for diagnostics and testing circuits in the bay. Since the circuit is deactivated, there is no current flowing. 
to perform checks. For example, active wheel speed sensors can use anywhere between 5 and 12 volts during operation. For most wheel speed sensor circuits, when the ABS hydraulic control unit wakes, it sends out a biased voltage signal to test the wheel speed sensor. Well, I lost my spot. Wow. I'm sorry. Um... Wow. Oh, <laughs> jeez. All right. Well, we'll just start at the... Uh, we'll start here. Since the circuit is deactivated, there is no current flowing to perform checks. For example, active speed wheel speed sensors can use anywhere... Okay, I said that. For most wheel speed sensor circuits, when the ABS hydraulic control unit wakes, it sends out a biased voltage signal to test the wheel speed sensor circuits. If the circuit has issues, the voltage going to the wheel speed sensor is turned off. If you look at the wiring diagram, the problem could be anywhere between the connector at the HCU to the sensor at the wheel. Let's say you have a wheel speed sensor circuit with an open or short in the sensor. If you were to back probe or use a, bi a bypass connector, you would not see any voltage using it a meter with the key in the on position. But if you use the min match function on your meter and cycle the key, you might see voltage when the key is first cycled and then it goes to zero. The voltage signifies the HCU is functioning and protecting the circuitry inside. Some technicians might think the HCU is defective because the other speed sensors operate as intended. But if you are able to observe the scan tool data, you will see that the module is just trying to protect the circuit. The important thing to remember is that if you run into a circuit or component that is not functioning, functioning, make sure you understand the circuit and how the electrical system protects the circuit. So that's that one. Kind of a quickie. Good old module self-preservation. Yay. Well, it's a good thing because otherwise you could end up destroying modules. It could be anywhere from whatever, a low end of four or $500 up to several thousand, if not more. So it's good that the engineers have put in some of these different, uh, you know, safety circuits, so to speak, or or programming to where it does what it does as far as checking for you know, putting in a small bias voltage and see how the circuit responds. So that's a good thing. So anyway, well, I hope you got something out of that. Uh, a little bit of uh, ECM self-diagnostics, protecting themselves type info. So I appreciate you listening. Uh, if you're next, uh, if you uh, listen in on the next one and get some good stuff out of it, that'll be good. So. I appreciate you listening. Again, as usual, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm also available under um, Brad's Motor Works on LinkedIn. So check that out. So appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening. And I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.